everybody. We're back for another episode of Psychic on the Scene. And here with me tonight is my lovely co-host, Michelle lyons Polito. Hey there. And my other lovely co-host, <laughs> D. Scott. Hi. <laughs> and before we get actually started with tonight's episode, um, we have in two guests to talk about one of my favorite things during the holiday, which is um, giving back to the community. And so tonight in the studio, we have Bridget and Darcy. So, hey, guys, thanks so much for coming in. Hey, thanks Hi. for having us. Thanks for having us. So tell us about the charity event that is going to take place this Saturday. Well, this Saturday we're doing the 13th annual Spirit of Christmas um, fundraiser that has been done, um, started by PJ, um, and he's just taken it to a level from $700 in his Down in basement. his basement, right. Oh, wow. And this is our 13th year, and to date, every year, Except this year, obviously, we've we've earned ninety five ninety six thousand dollars. Wow! And incredible. it's going to be at Molly O'Brien's this Saturday, the fourteenth, <laughs> from four to eight p.m. Like Twenty five dollars in the door gets you all the food and beer, and we would really like you to be there because it's for a good cause. It's I'll for homeless. It. It's for veterans. Oh, okay. It's for children with disabilities, and it's all about making Christmas dreams come true for people who don't have Christmas. I love it. And and about how many families, if you could, off the top of your head, how many families have you guys, like, affected? I know that for PJ especially, this is um, really near and dear to his heart because you guys said he was, he was in education. He wanted to make sure that the students had a nice Christmas. So this is how it started. I was um, fortunate enough I attended last year and it is a blast. Yeah, it's a lot of fun for the holidays. Well, PJ has the biggest heart and, you know, he just started because he was a school teacher. So he started with the kids in his classroom and he just grew it. It just went, turned into something huge. And I think so many people have been affected Mm -hmm. and he gives money, the way, the money away anonymously. Um, it's so even exciting better. to see some people that don't even know their medical bills are being paid, and uh, he does oh, it out of great. his heart. So amazing! I know that the one veterans group was there uh, last year. I don't know if there was more than one, but it was the one MC group. Um, veterans Chapter Eight. They okay. they are the actual um, MC that is part of hosting the event, and they are the ones that actually take the money and give it to the homeless veterans. Oh, that's and we get a list of families every year, actually from the um the veterans house and that's how we come up with those families and what about the ones you said about the kids um, the street soldiers i think they're called is that yeah what they're street called? soldiers street okay. soldiers plus special olympics we yeah. do a lot with special wow. olympics so i know we've done at least so this charity encompasses a lot this charity event encompasses a lot of charities michelle like within one night so it's it, i think it's just a great give back i'm always worried about people during this time of year feeling sad feeling alone and and the best way to get out of it guys is truly to get involved in your community and give back kind of go outside of yourself because you know the saying is you know I I felt bad about myself because I had no shoes until I met a man with no feet mm-hmm. and it, in a case like this during the holidays you feel bad go out and give somebody else joy and that really brings to you the true essence of the holiday is not but you win when have. you go oh that's right there oh. it's you, you you're going to be giving but you're going to be getting too that's right because you guys have <laughs> auction prizes right amazing ones and okay. we have the best ever 
Katie Manning is donating an hour and a half Ooh. psychic reading. <laughs> so everybody has to come just to get just a, that. Just, right, just <laughs> a self-plug there. What, Summer, what are the other charities that are going to be, or the other auction items? Eh, right? You're sick we of have, me. Everybody else is sick of me. Shut up, D. Scott. We have everything from Yankees, Red Sox tickets. I mean, we're, we're serious. Oh, wow. Um, to, you know, we have, we have about 30 gift baskets oh, wow. um, given the by. The gift baskets are amazing. insane. You keep buying the tickets and you keep going over and putting the tickets oh, in the, the bag. Little bag. Yeah, oh, I yeah. love those. Yeah. yeah. A lot a lot of local businesses donated we love um, them. and we we're grateful for so them thankful. because it's really like you said brings all the community together and it really shows that giving is what it's all about. Right. How many how many auction prizes would you say total you guys have? Um, well, six major auction items we have, and then we'll have various gift baskets. But there's th- about 30 gift baskets. Yeah, about so 30 gift baskets. And then, and then we have those blankets coming. So I think there's like, I would say about between 40 and 50. And then we also have random gift cards that like at the right. end we throw out. I mean, like, I remember. Like to like spin revolution and like, you know, fitness places. It's pretty cool. Yeah, you guys do a great job putting it all together, and you guys are, are clearly local angels for all these families and working with everybody else. If there was something that PJ, because PJ obviously couldn't be here, um, if there was something that PJ wanted to convey about this or about the holidays, what do you think that would be with, for the spirit of Christmas? I think it would be don't ever take anything for granted in Ooh. life and always mm. give back because Amen. you never know what you don't have mm-hmm. until it's gone. Correct. And um, you get so much more by giving, really. Right. And he he's always, he, I remember him saying that to me too. He's just like, you always, you always do. Oh, wonderful. definitely in giving. Oh, guys, thank you so much again. Thank um, you for having can, us. Can, yeah, go ahead. If people cannot make it Saturday, is there any way to, to donate? Yes, we have a Venmo account that you can actually donate. Okay. It's on our Facebook page, the 13th Annual Spirit of Christmas. Okay, great. And you can donate right through that link on our page. And every donation goes to a good cause. Fantastic. And thank you again for having us. We oh, really, really oh, appreciate so it. Here. Yeah, thank you guys so much. Thanks for all your hard work with this. So don't forget, Saturday, Molly O'Brien's 4 to 8. You'll have fun, we promise. <laughs> and we'll be the elves yeah, selling we'll raffle there. tickets. Yeah, we'll be there looking like ho-ho-hos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got that right. <laughs> because awesome. it's Christmas, for God's sake. <laughs> Absolutely. Sexy Santa is what is where it's all at. So, guys, thank you again Thanks so for much. Us. I'll see you guys on Saturday night, and I'll be there. Hopefully, I'll get to see uh, many of our other listeners there. Um, make sure you stop by and say hi to me. All right, thanks Great. so much. Thanks, guys. Thank, thank you. you. Thanks. And now, to get on with the rest of our show, we have in the wonderful Barb Nesnik this evening, and we're going to be talking about, well, mostly Krampus. Am I saying that right? Krampus and Companions. And Krampus and Companions. And uh, Michelle and I have commented many times that during mm-hmm. the holidays, people ask us all the time that Halloween and um you know, All Hallows Eve and all, during that time that uh, All Saints, that they'll say, you know, that, you know, the veil is thinner mm-hmm. and that people are experiencing more hauntings or, or ghosts, their family showing up. Michelle and I have both experienced that during the December month, just before Christmas, we really feel that more spirits show up. up. Yeah. Right. That, And uh, those are the phone calls that I would get, and I'm sure you have as well, Michelle. Oh, yeah. Especially today. Yeah. That people say, you know, we're putting the toys under the tree, 
and the toys are going off. We know that there's, you know, old batteries and different things and, and they're coming on and off, mm-hmm. wh- whatever. But it seems that there's a lot more spirit activity uh, during this time. So we wanted to have Barb in to talk about um, the spirits as well as the uh, folklore Krampus. So, hey, well, do share. You know, I, I, I was thinking... There's like a Krampus obsession lately, and I don't know. I what's know, yeah, all on, over but, Facebook. But, it ha- but it's know, not a new thing. Krampus is no, old. it's not a new thing. It's ancient, and, and I'll, it, it's really ancient. It's as ancient as anything else. But what I got thinking in some of the research after I talked to you is like the Grimm's fairy tales. Mm. They did not have happy endings. They mm-hmm. they no. were really stories that were kind of told to prepare children for the hardships of life. Right. You know, and then Disney came along and gave everything happy endings and princes and which psychologically I don't think was good for people because it's like, nope. you know, I've lived my whole life and I was really Where's good and I put up with my horrible sisters and you know, <laughs> prince, you know, what's wrong with me? And you're waiting for the happy so, ever after. So I think, have, have so you ever true. read um, Neil Gaiman's American Gods? I don't mean like watch no. the pornographic television series the, <laughs> sounds like it's right up my the, alley the book was fantastic and and it no, was I've never read it. you know when i've seen bits and pieces honestly of the show and it's fascinating when people came here they brought their gods but their gods none of the old gods really did well here and um and i think it's a combination of that and the disney happy endings thing because krampus was as much or the there's 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 different versions of krampus in different cultures mm-hmm. um but it was as much a part of Christmas as St. Nicholas or Santa Claus. Right. Do you think so, it was a dualism? Do you think it was? So I, I, I uh, want me to read some stuff? Yes. yes. I'll, I'll yes. read some about. stuff and then I'll, then I'll read some more stuff. Okay. But we can talk about the first <laughs> about bit. Christmas Krampus. So the companions of St. Nicholas are a group of closely related figures who accompany St. Nicholas throughout the territories, formerly in the Holy Roman Empire, or the countries that it influenced culturally. These characters act as a foil to the benevolent Christmas gift bringer, threatening to thrash or abduct disobedient children. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Jacob Grimm associated these characters with the pre-Christian house spirit, elves, Mm. which could be benevolent or malicious, but whose mischievous side was emphasized after Christianization. The association of the Christmas gift bringer with the elves has parallels in English and Scandinavian folklore and is ultimately and remotely connected to the Christmas elf in modern American folklore. Oh, okay. So, you know, and interesting, too, it's really kind of funny because I've been felting gnomes. Well, what I thought were gnomes. Yeah. Have you seen them? I think they are adorable. Well, they're not gnomes. What are they? They're Tomty. So Melissa Neely sent me this article saying, you know, this looks like the guys you're and so that's the same thing. It's a little Scandinavian house spirit that is associated oh, yes. with, yep. you know, St. Nicholas or Santa Claus. And they're very benevolent. They particularly will look after your farm animals or your house mm. pets unless you forget to leave them a buttered treat. porridge on Christmas Eve. That's all they require. <laughs> butter on top. The butter has to be on top. It can't be stirred through or mixed. And if you forget, then they can become mischievous. Um to the point of like doing damage even to your household pets and animals. So, oh, wow. so now I've had to contact everybody that I've given one of these little guys to and say, "Look, look at porridge and butter, butter porridge on Christmas Eve." So, oh, I like yeah, that. got to attach a little note to them when you, can, when you can sell them. So, names for the dark or threatening companion figures include Neck Ruprecht in Germany, Krampus in Austria, Bavaria, Croatia, Slovenia, 
Friuli, which is Hungarian. Um, and are they the same, but they're just different, they're, different names? They're, they're very similar. Oh, okay, so, okay. Um, Belschnickel in like the Palatine <laughs> area of Germany <laughs> and also in like Dutch Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. So um, Rumpelkalis, which I think was kind of cool because that's kind of like Rumpelstiltskin. Rumpelstiltskin. Which who, yeah. who was also, he was mischievous. Yeah, he was a mischievous little elf figure. Yeah. And your so, name, your so dog's all, name too. a lot of these um, countries have these, you know, like Christmas, dark Christmas companions. So I didn't know whether this was like an American obsession. Is Matcha Belize on there? That's the Italian. Matcha Belize. Matcha Belize, they'd say. Bafana, no, I don't see, but I don't have Italian. Most of these are. They'd say, you know, because I grew up in Rotterdam and and most of the community is Italian. And they'd say, you better be careful because the Matcha Belize are listening. And they hide and they they listen to if you're being good or bad. It's like the damn elf on the shelf, right? Yeah, kind of. But it was the Italian (laughs) version. So. And they probably feed you well after. <laughs> Spaghetti dinner. Yeah. So I could go on. I have like two pages of names. And I don't oh, go ahead. Go out. Let's yeah. say some of the other ones. Might ring a bell. Well, I think the one that, so the other night I was telling Zachary, Zachary and Jenna were over my son and his wife, and I was telling him about this letter that Willem sent me. And I said, it, you know, he's talking about Black Pete. Now, I, that's not really something that I was all that familiar with. And he said, no, Ma, you can't talk about Black Pete. It's like racist. I said, what now we're rewriting history so um so black pete and i'll you'll get this in this letter from willem was black so they don't know um i would imagine that it has to do with the moors and probably the reason why people don't like to talk about black pete is because like black is bad you know because he's the bad counterpart but really it's a reflection of the power of the moors because they were terrified, you know. So before Africans were being taken as slaves to the Americas, Christians or Europeans were being taken as slaves by the Moors. I mean, the Moors had a huge territory. Right. They were highly civilized, fierce warriors. And so for people in, you know, Germany, Holland, Europe— that was pretty fearful. Mm-hmm. No, and and were the Moors? Uh, and pardon me for my ignorance. That was the Moors part of the Vikings, or was that no? An no they were African. African. So oh, okay. it really, because a lot of people don't know about the Moors, right? You know, you know about the Moor and Othello, and um, there's some Arthurian levels that say that oh, Galahad yeah, yeah. was yep. a was a Moor. So. Um, but you don't, like, we just, we're not taught about the Moors in high school. Not at all, so, which is ridiculous. So if you really want to, like, do a little, for those of you at home. <laughs> <laughs> Some homework. Like, do a search on the Berbers. So, because they're mm-hmm. still, they're, they're, the Berbers were kind of a, a sect of the Moors that are still very, like, prominent. Very active, yeah. But, um. So with all of these, Barb, obviously, the, the idea, just like I said about the Machabalese, the idea is to um, kind of teach kids, no matter what their religion is, is the good and bad. Like right. A, right. To keep right. them basically in line. The Santa Yay. Claus or St. Nicholas is going to come and reward the, the good kids. And all of these other guys are going to beat you with sticks <laughs> and stuff you in a sack. And <laughs> in some cultures, they're going <laughs> to stuff you in a sack and drag you off to Spain. 
Oh, so. the top of Katie's list. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. She always want, always want to see Spain. <laughs> Spain. <laughs> well, that's what I said. But but. Like going to Spain doesn't sound like a bad thing. It did then, because who lived in Spain? Okay. The Moors, the Moors, yeah. you know, oh, Algeria, I Morocco. To that Spain. I want to go to, to Spain modern now. Spain. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I, when Katie asked about this show, I have this like fantastic international shamanic community, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. most of them are Norwegian, Swedish, Dutch, French. Oh, are French. they really? So oh, I said, so is cool. this just a new? American curiosity or is this something you guys celebrate so I got like all kinds of responses and it was so much oh, how fun how cool is that but my friend Willem who he's one of my favorite people in the whole wide world and uh, he's about six foot three and he's Dutch you know so I'm five two and I said something about how tall he is he says well I'm rather short for a Dutch man <laughs> <laughs> But he was a Greenpeace, like an activist. He mm-hmm. worked for Greenpeace. And um, the French team, which was all female, was having some trouble. So they called in the Dutch team for support. He said, so we all came back with French wives. Oh so now God. he is Dutch living in France. But his response was wonderful. So I said, I'm just going to read it. Okay, great. Oh, when I read this, I, I'm hearing it with his Dutch accent and his mannerisms. and So I'll do my best. Okay, but perfect. I, I can't tell the story like Willem did. So, big discussion about Zwart Pete, because it looks like blackface. The question is, is it? Hard to answer. The black skin is probably suit as he entered the house through the chimney, as Nicholas would be on the roof as well, oh. with his horse. Yes. Oh, All the kids would leave a big sock at the chimney, plus a carrot for the horse. St. Nicholas is, of course the origin of Santa Claus. He looks awfully like Odin. Mm -hmm. The staff could be Odin's spear. Swart Pete, there are several. The horse could be Skepnir. Sinterklaas, how St. Nicholas is called in the Netherlands and Belgium, moves people and cargo around, and he knows who's been a good girl or boy during the year. It all looks like Odin. (laughs) <laughs> who was a god in the lowlands before Christianity. One of Odin's names was Hnikar, and one of the devil's names, Old Nick. Uh-huh. All this could be antidotal, of course, though we may talk about archetypes here, and they can just pop up again after a thousand years. Zwart Pete has also been interpreted as a moor, as Sinterklaas is considered to live in Spain for Dutch and Belgian kids. <laughs> <laughs> his servants are Moors. I always wondered, why Spain? Maybe that Spain was the archetypical land of the dead. Oh, no oh. idea. Never the most that. obvious explanation is the Dutch revolt against the Habsburgs end of the Middle Ages, which created the Dutch Republic. Mm-hmm. But things are not that simple. Concerning the scary aspect, Krampus... Nowadays, kids are happy with Sinterklaas and Swart Pete. But in my time, many of us were scared. My dad was terrified. <laughs> if you'd be a bad kid during the year, you would have been beaten by Swart Pete. And Sinterklaas would put you in his bag and drag you off to Spain. And you don't come back. <laughs> <laughs> Better be a good kid. <laughs> wow. That's incredible. What is, the, <clears throat> what is the modern legend of what... 
Krampus does. Well, you know, they have Krampus celebrations. Go I know. I saw that. And we the people go to these parades that. and the Krampuses beat the people at the parade yeah, with like sticks. maybe they're there like they're going so they can get like hit smacked yeah. around a little but bit but that's what the modern legend is he punishes the kids that were bad and stuffs them in a sack maybe and drags <laughs> them off to Spain although <laughs> yeah exactly exactly <laughs> but this they're elves uh, because sounds like a the one thing that we saw they had horns well though they're not elves like what are like, those things like, like Swart Pete they're not or Krampus they're not elves they're, okay they are Santa's companions. Okay. And they're as, as much a part of Christmas as mm-hmm. St. Nicholas or Santa Claus or... So we've all seen the... Well, Katie and I saw that. Yeah, we like saw that. the the demon that was at the cemetery. The goat-horned goat fella. Yeah, the goat-horned <laughs> fella that... Yeah, exactly. So um, it has a very similar look. That's because we saw the one thing. It's like, So whoa. why, just because... Did you think he was a demon just because he had goat horns? No, no, it was it was a the was, energy. It was yeah, the off. energy that he gave off. He was not a happy camper. It wasn't like, hey, check me out. Ooh. And you know when a, a, like a bull is pawing and ready to stampede, to, to, you know, to charge you when they're snorting and pawing and they're going to come at you? Because we had that experience. We had someone with us who was completely unawares, and he's walking up, look, you know, taking pictures through the thing, and he says, do you feel that? It's like a thudding. It's like someone was dropping a bowling ball. That would be so cool. Where was that? I would like to go journey Albany, to that Albany spirit. Rural Cemetery. Albany Rural I'll Cemetery. Take care. And I don't was, think it was. <laughs> you know, because. I did set him free. I don't know. You know, so I've done a lot of work with, with fairies and elves since mm-hmm. that, you know, episode. Um. There's all sorts a lot of, of people are afraid of the dark elf energy. The dark elf energy, the thing under your bed. Little kids listen to this. It's no, no, hopefully no, no, no. not. Real. Well, I mean, the probably thing not. Your, the thing in your closet, <laughs> the I, thing I, under I your bed, the thing in the attic. It, it is real. It's mm-hmm. dark elves, and people mm-hmm. are afraid of them. But they're also what brings you your creativity. And they're and, protective, and, I think. And think about how how afraid we are to be ourselves or to like unleash our creativity mm-hmm. well, so so people perceive this dark elf energy as like bad or evil well, I find I'll, it give fascinating. You, I'll give you a different spin on that that's kind of in that same family when we've talked about astral projection um people leaving their bodies and and kind of drifting mm-hmm. off i had a student who said every time he'd start to, in his room, there were these dark shadow creatures or dark entities, and they would grab at him and claw him. And at first I was very dismissive. I was like, whatever, dude. Like, <laughs> you're the only person I ever heard this from. But I did my due diligence, and I research. researched it. And the one, it took me forever to find anything on it, and they're called phantoms. And those phantoms that are found in people's bedrooms when you go to bed they're actually not bad spirits. They are the negative projection of yourself. Mm-hmm. So if you are not in a good mental place, if you're not um, raising your own vibration, it is you that is trying to pull yourself back down um, and basically weigh yourself down. So yep. it kind of ties in with what to you're saying. To restrict yourself and yeah, not fly free. Right. Same thing you're saying. So Kind of, yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah. I mean... I go and I, I do a lot of clearings for people with kids who are seeing energies. And I, I go right away, you know, when I hear a kid seeing stuff. And, you know, a lot of times it's just about empowering and just about 
you know, clearing. Uh, there's obviously energies that need to be cleared in most of right. the situations, but feeling comfortable and not feeling like the weird kid because you're seeing it. Right. You know, removing the kick me sign is extremely we had that with the indigo kids, you know, and right, yeah. right. those kids, when we asked how many of you, you know, see spirits and they all looked around mm, I gotta get and made fun they of. were so happy to be able to be in a group where every Everyone single they, yeah, they could, could all raise their and hand. they were the best of friends. I mean, those kids like they really loved each other, mm-hmm. yeah. but they all had that, you know, really had that in common. So. Yeah, that was a pretty amazing thing. And the stuff that they were talking about the kids. Um, is there a way that like you talked about the porridge? Is there other things that families or kids can be a part of the ritual to, um, you know, maybe atone at the end of the year if they have not been good, you know, boys and girls to um, put out for Krampus? Put out for Krampus? Yeah, like, you know, like a gift for him. No. No, but, but so once you've messed it up, you're done. No, but you, 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 you take your you, beating. You can always ask for redemption at yeah. any time as long as it's sincere right you know anyone that that's you know what the whole christianity christmas thing is about mm-hmm. you know salvation is there for anybody that repents and says i'm sorry can you forgive me you know that that's what a time of, of year to do that too yeah. mm-hmm. that that's a perfect um yeah but you know even before christianity that was always a part of Christmas, Yule, Winter Solstice, you know, it was always a time for self-reflection, you know, so right now everybody thinks that this is the Christmas season because the shopping mall tells them, but it isn't, it's Advent, this is pre-Christmas, right, right. so this is a time to go, to go inward, take self-inventory, let go of what doesn't serve you, make amends for the things that you've done, so that when the S-U-N or S-O-N, whichever you believe, returns, your heart's in the right place. Right. Absolutely. Um, Can you tell us about Yule? I'm sorry, Katie. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I think that's a good idea. I think a lot of people don't. See, I just assume that everybody knows. I think most people, they think of the Yule log, which I don't know if they still do that anymore. I have a class Sunday to make Yule logs. Ooh. So, yeah, some people do. The only Yule log I'm aware of is the Hickory Farms one. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I knew that would make D. Scott laugh. It's the only reason why I said it. <laughs> but so what What do you want to know? What would be interesting? Um, just what Yule is compared to Christmas and the solstice. So Yule, you know, for agrarian people, it would be your last festival before the hard times. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, the cold, the you've freezing. just slaughtered your animals and you've brought in all your food and you know that winter's coming and it's going to be hard and you have a big celebration you know so um there's the physical side but it's it's also when the days start to get longer so when you lived in that um kind of an an agrarian cycle you were very thankful for the day for the fact that you know the sun (laughs) has returned and there's um, hope that it'll be warm mm -hmm. again because so, then you hear Yule Tide, you know, and you've got the holly and the ivy, mm-hmm. so or the or the holly and the oak. A lot of um, like Wiccans will do do a Yule celebration where now, who do you think wins this time of year, the oak king or the holly king? Probably the holly king. I say oak. It's oak. Uh, does so, oak like beat everything? No, 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 not no. Because at, at the summer solstice, it's the opposite. But now, because the days are getting longer, the oak that brother oh, yeah. that brother wins. Duh. I gotcha. You know, so now the oak king will 
will die and be reborn again, or the holly king the will holly die. King. I've got oak and boughs over my front and back doors after we had Melissa on. Yeah, Melissa <laughs> was on, and she told us to do that. What are some things that you, um, you and your family um, try to do during this? Like we at the beginning of the show, um, just before you know we went on, we talked about charities and mm-hmm. um, events like that. I really feel it's really important this time of year. It's not about what you're getting; it's about what, what you're, you're giving. giving. And I don't mean a Nintendo. I mean about you know so looking around you and and seeing that there are people that need help and that this is probably the, the, the time of year even more so you should be aware. You, we should be aware of that all the time, but that even more so we should be involved in, in Well, you know, I have a acts. thing for kids, so, um, and when I was involved with the art center with the East End, those kids had no Christmas. Right. I mean, it just, there there was no Christmas yeah. there. So we, we, we organized an awful lot of fantastic people and you know, and, and really had Christmases. Right. But I've had three or four families call this year. I don't I don't do it anymore, but they still know, you know, that all right mm. you know, and so we'll we'll make it happen somehow. But there and I know there's agencies but the agencies a lot of times don't help like the working poor. Mm. Right. No, they're not I wouldn't say they're poor. They're the were they're people that they can make their bills but they don't have no, there's no extra. Yeah, there's no extra or you know, there's an awful lot of people that are so here. It's uh, Fullmont Action Agency in my county that distributes like Toys for Tots. But there's a lot of people that are, like don't want to go and ask, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's like it's no of- diss on the on agencies, but a lot of times like people feel put down or mm. or they're they're kind of they're embarrassed. Well, there's a pride, or, or, and right? They're, and they're treated. They're they're they're. They're treated, they're treated like they're indigent, you and know, like and, they're and just to, so our listeners know, Barb um, has her own business. It's Willow Tree Wisdom, and she's in Schoharie. Montgomery. She's in uh, Montgomery, Montgomery County. County. She's Montgomery County, and which is one of the um, hardest hit areas we for are, families. Yeah, Montgomery, Schoharie, um, Montgomery, Schoharie, Fulton County. Fulton, Fulton We're County. We're always kind of yep. like lumped together and things, but you know there is a lot of you know, people that get by but can just use a little extra help. Right. And and why not? Why not give? Why right. not share? That's the spirit of the season. But there's all, there's all kinds of things people get involved. The, one of the best things we ever did, um, we baked cookies. I had a, a friend that was an Episcopal church priest, and we baked cookies, and we brought them to all the shut-ins. And it's, Aww. you know, you think that you understand, like, loneliness. But right. I just, I remember in particular one woman that said, I said, well, aren't you going to have a cookie? And she said, oh, no, dear. I'm going to put this under my tree so I have something to open oh. Christmas morning. And I thought, how horrible is that? Like, I wish I could do more every day on a daily right. basis. <clears throat> and I think that we could. I mean, I, I really do. You do a lot. I, I wish that Christmas, I really do wish that Christmas was like 365 <laughs> days a year. And right. I don't know what it is, but I do, like, well, I Krampus really always do see the for good. for your house then. Oh, absolutely not. Krampus <laughs> there. I think I Maybe for Terry. <laughs> say that. Oh, my God. <clears throat> but so I, I, again, I think it's really important to teach that. And I think that we've got, because families, well, there's a lot of families, but I don't think families are as um, religious as they used to be, so they're not as tied in as as much with the church. People are spiritual, but they're not part of organized religion many times. So I think that families have to find. Yeah, well, Dee and I were talking about doing traditions. Do some more 
children's programs because whether you whether you're pro church or not, you know we church community. gave kids also that was community. Mm-hmm. You know that's I I taught Sunday school for like 13 years, but my favorite part of church was like the coffee and cookie hour. Oh my gosh, afterwards, you know it was like like minded people. So, mm. but you know a lot of people are going away from the church, and so there's just no like moral education or that outside mm. of school. No framework. No framework for kids. So uh, then again, that and that kind of ties in with, you know, you said it seems like it's it's coming up more and more like there's more of a fascination about, you know, these uh, the older traditions. And as we said, they're not they're not things that are just reinvented, whether it's Krampus or things like that. People it's, are searching. Right. People are searching for some sort a of an identity to make or it feel real. Right. Yeah. Well. Can, I do the best that I can. <laughs> <laughs> you do a wonderful job. No, you do a wonderful job. I think that's amazing that you do that with with the kids. And um, so, all right. So let's kind of go back. What are some of the other ones? And are there? Well, I have another question. Hang on. Are there <laughs> other elves for other times of the year? Well, yes. Okay, which ones are those? Well, do I, I like I I don't know, you know, if I if I have names per se, mm-hmm. but there's elves and and fairies for every mm. element, every okay. season, every um every weather condition. You know, mm-hmm. there are all kinds of living nature spirits. I talk and to them some, whenever I'm piping a funeral and it's cold. Please, weather fairies make and they listen. Yeah, and um, make the rain I, if stop. If I'd have known you stop. were going to go there, I would have probably bought a book on that. But well, we'll go there. There's in the certain springtime. times of oh, year where there's where it's um, easier to see different types mm-hmm. of, and it's usually tween time. So like Yule is a tween time, you know. So so it's going. It's. Uh, you you you've got an equinox, you know. Right, right, right. Mm, yeah. Fog is a tween time. Seashores Ooh. are tween times. So places where you're like really more likely to have. I, I I'm gonna laugh now. I did what? I did so, and sometimes these um, spirits will take animal forms. <laughs> so I was at the beach. I do a lot of medicine for the earth for the ocean, and um, I had the. Teddy Andrews fairy book mm-hmm. with me. So I did this like really long meditation. And when you're done, you're supposed to look to the left and your um, elemental guardian is going to be there. So I finished the meditation. I looked to the left and there's the seagull. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> just like, oh. So I thought, oh, you know. <laughs> laughing seagull. But anyway, really the last day that we were there, I did another like ritual again. My girlfriend had left. I was there all by myself. I was like thanking the spirits for the... So I closed my eyes. Now now I'm on the balcony, right? Yeah. Close my eyes. Open my eyes. Who do you think is standing there? Seagull. 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 <laughs> so I thought, all right, this is my validation. I accept it. <laughs> I think we should do another psychic on the scene on the road with Barb and we'll go and we'll take D. Scott and we will look for fairies. Oh. You game? <laughs> Wherever you want to go. We'll so fairies, like, have you ever been walking in a field and felt like spider webs on your face? Mm-hmm. You, yes. There I do no, that usually in haunting. There's no get, spider yeah, webs we in that. fields, guys. There's, yeah, what are they going to anchor to? <laughs> what are they going to anchor to? You know, so that's a sign that there's fairies, like, trying to get your attention. Um, they used to, you know, you look at, like, ancient Ireland. Mm. So they, they really, there's all kinds of mythology about relationships with people and the, and the fairy realm but 
you know, a lot of them are very fearful of us now. So no wonder mm-hmm. we, we've evolved apart. Right. Unfortunately. Can you tell us about the Santa Claus mushroom? I don't know about the Santa Claus mushroom. Oh, I thought. Yeah, I thought. <clears throat> isn't that the red mushroom with the white spots? The red with the white spots. Yeah. They're they're. <clears throat> Aren't they hallucinogenic? Poisonous hallucinogenic. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you eat it, you might see an elf. <laughs> I, I found one under my neighbor's tree once. I thought, because you had told me it was a Santa Claus. I took a picture of it. I mess, it was years yeah, ago. So, but it, it's, I think it's just the red and white is why they call it the Santa oh, Claus mushroom. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> I thought. You know, and you could probably go, you know, around the world and deliver presents in, in, in one night if you'd. Yeah, I always think of Alice in Wonderland. That so, I always well, yeah. think of Alice in Wonderland when anybody talks about the mushrooms. You know, like you take a piece from this side and <laughs> take a piece from that, and one makes me taller, one makes me smaller. Yeah, I read something about it that it's like it makes you hallucinate, and that's why where the flying reindeer come came from, where people were oh really you know, making a tea well, out I, of it. I I I, th- I did read something about that lately, and I think that's a lot of that's um there there was an article that I posted in a newsletter about three weeks ago mm-hmm. about um santa claus was a shaman and that's big controversy right now if you if really you, yeah if you google that you're going to find all these people that say santa claus was a shaman you know he lived in siberia and um that they do ascribe the flying reindeer to some kind of a mushroom trip but there's other <laughs> um and then there's i never heard of yeah that. then there's people that get like really upset about that it's just the times we're in. You, you, everybody is really for or really against. Everyone's every so idea offended about have. everything. Yes. It's like whatever. So why did they think Santa's a shaman? Well, because yeah, because he's magic. Because of the color he wears and where he lives and the reindeer and the little spirit helpers. And is red a shaman color? Yeah, yeah. Oh, the, you know the furs oh. and the. Oh, okay. There's, oh, yeah. there's a lot of different articles on it. It's Oh, that's wild. I never heard that before. I don't know why it has to be one or the other. I don't know why Santa can't be whatever you want Santa to be. That's what he is. You know, when it hasn't come out next, <laughs> I'm just thinking to myself, you know, we, we know that the music helps raise vibration mm-hmm. and helps attract, um, but there's no Krampus song. So somebody's got to come up with a Krampus. No, we don't want to attract Krampus. Why do we want to attract somebody that's going to beat us with stuff? And stuff is like, Listen, what is don't the obsession with it, Krampus? <laughs> and if you look at, have you you've seen the pictures of him? Yeah, I mean, he looks just like the Christian pictures of Satan. <laughs> so Pretty I like creepy. Why? What's with the? I'm that, just, you know, I'm that would have been one I'm of that might be one of the better should... fairy tales with the ending changed. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that nobody has a song about that, so I think that should be the next thing. Mariah Carey can do it. We can <laughs> scream when we hear it. Get a hold of Adam Sandler. He's good at Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh Any other thoughts about the, um, or well, actually, oh, have you had particularly hauntings this time of year? Here, Michelle and I are talking about that. We're spirits. Do you stuff. get um, a lot of clients contacting you because they're seeing or experiencing higher level of ghost interaction. No. You do really? not? No. <laughs> Don't you I, love I, so much for stopping like by? <laughs> no. <laughs> I, I was, well, because Dee and I had this conversation today. I didn't. Okay. did. I so didn't. I, know. I, I, no, no, you would think it, but yep. no, no more or less as far as. I get, I get blasted. Oh, it's mm-hmm. just underwater. 
Yeah. I, I you know, like with me, I, I think I get more calls from people that are depressed this time of year. Well, because you work than, more like a healer. Yes. That is true. Yes. So, um, and then when you were talking about doing the show about like scary ghost stories, I like I love my ghosts. Like I, you know, so I was like, did I ever have a scary ghost story? Yeah. So I, just, I recently got interviewed for. For the haunted on Netflix. Now, whether that oh, will you happen. did, yeah, I did. Oh, I don't know if anything like that will happen, but I started to tell it, and I thought to myself, it's not so scary. Like, it, and I said, I don't know if that's scary enough. And she was like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it was. So maybe people that don't have regular interactions right. with ghosts are scared, and for those of us that they're just like, just another day. You know, we were at, we did a drum circle at D's at Jeanette's one time. Were you there? I was. Oh, and yeah. there was all these kids running around yeah. and I'm drumming. I'm leading the drum circle and I'm thinking, what the, the heck is the, the matter middle, right? with these yeah. people letting their children run around? That's right. I remember that. That was after yep. the flooding, wasn't it? They yeah, weren't it after the physical flooding. children. You yep. know, so I was doing what I was doing. I didn't, like sometimes I think I see ghosts and I don't even know they're ghosts. Yeah, how do you just, know? Sometimes it's hard you to know, tell. Because I said, well, who the heck's children were they? And Dee started laughing. She said, oh, they've been dead about 100 years, <laughs> you know. So. Right. But I do think, uh, like for us, we have had mm-hmm. more um, people, more stories that could be substantiated. They weren't just like, you know, I'm sad at Christmas. I need somebody to talk to. They're families that have never had experiences before, in my case. and. Mm-hmm. They are. Absolutely. One of the things that seems to happen is it's almost the impression of the past overlays mm-hmm. on the current. Yep. But so say there was a fire and they, the family, I mean, it was like hundreds of years ago and like a farmhouse. The family now is starting to experience the smell of a mm-hmm. fire. They see smoke in the house mm-hmm. and they're woken in a row there isn't anything physically existing that's happening no smoke alarms are going off but the kids and everybody are saying like i'm having dreams about a fire uh, so it's, it's a it's tween a, time yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and just, so the veil is thin and yeah, so it in just makes perfect sense you know yep. like like halloween but maybe people expect it more mm. yeah um, i know, think they do but and, this, and they want to be scared around halloween yeah this is a tween time but everybody's expecting santa claus so you know, they might be a little bit more adversely affected by, by the hauntings. But, you know, Christmas itself is a ghost story. It is. I know. You know, you... you I always it, think it was that, all, too. It was all about ghosts mm-hmm. and, and spirits talking. I love that. So I'll tell you, want to read a, talk about a really good story. Jacob, it's called uh, Jacob T. Marley. And mm-hmm. it's the sequel, not by Dickens, but it's a sequel. Is it Hall? William Hall? It's done so well because I always thought, well, whatever happened to poor Marley? (laughs) And this answers both, you know, like the late the latter years of Scrooge's life and what happened to Jacob Marley. Perfect example, right, Mm -hmm. of the spirits of Christmas. Yeah. And, it's a wonderful and, life. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and and a wonderful life, right, that the angel came and that. took care of him and he got to see his, his what life would be like without him. One of my favorite stories. Me too. Um and but that I always thought that too, that that is a ghost story, you know, with the three different spirits that come and visit him. I always felt like that made Christmas feel real. It gave it depth. I think that like the Christmas that we experience now in modern society, you know, if you just go by, you know, shopping and television it's, it's just so skimming the surface and that's why you know 
but the that's older stories, but that's because you can submerge yourself in, in the holiday and actually feel it. You know, we don't feel responsible for our, for our brethren anymore. No. You hear it all the time. Well, there's some agency that'll take care of that. Mm. And people don't, you know, I, I, like I was brought up with stories of my grandfather who one, one Christmas, my grandmother was getting ready to put dinner on the table and he said, pack it up. And she said, what do you mean pack it up? He said, pack it up. There was a family down the street. The father was an alcoholic. The mother had taken off. There was like four or five kids. Aww. And he could not stand the the thought that they were eating and he that and they there were, was a yeah. family and going And she said, well, what are we going to do? He said, I don't know. We'll go out. Just put the dinner in a box. Aww. And then I guess on you know Christmas Eve, he would stand. And this was probably the 40s. He would open the window at midnight on Christmas Eve and throw all the money in his pocket down onto the street oh. and my uncle Donnie said you know he he never said it but you could be sure that he'd load his pocket up with like silver coins and you know so like we it was just we were raised it's with the idea did. that you we you need to look out for people but a lot of times I'll say oh you know there's some agency or oh they're just trying to skim off the system or you know like it's like we've lost our Empathy. compassion right so mm. maybe we need those uh visits by those I think we do spirits <laughs> and I think a lot of times the spirits are more we get you know visits from spirits and or ghosts because there is so much loneliness by I have so many people come to me and say I'm lonely and it's heartbreaking it is so hard to hear and so their spirits are trying to come and keep them company right their family and spirit I see what their you're loved saying. ones are right, coming their loved ones to let them know that even they're though they're alone. not here in the physical but they're always with them I agree with that and you get a lot of stuff like you know, physical stuff like bulbs blowing on Christmas yep. trees. That Lights that don't work and then all of a sudden they start they working and, um, you know, it's not because, you know, kind of like the, the Griswolds where somebody <laughs> finally turned on the, the light switch. It, but it's I do think that they like to let you know that they're around and um, there's, um, as I said, the toys going on and off. I've had more than mm -hmm. one family tell me about that. Where the toy, the one family actually removed the toys from the house because it was freaking the mom out <laughs> so bad, and they put them in the trunk of the car, and they they got all back to bed, and then they were laying in bed and heard them from the trunk of from the, the car. Trunk, from, it like it sounded like it was back in the house. Oh my so gosh. yeah, that would. I, but I mean, I had that. I had that with one of my niece's toys that I brought down, brought home from the hospital. You guys have heard that story. Yeah. yeah. And I took the batteries out. And not only did it continue to talk, but it said things that it did not say. Yeah, it wasn't programmed previously, for you know. So what did it say? Things that she said. Oh, oh my gosh! So and that was her. And and Barb's niece had had, had passed. My niece. Had passed. My my niece died of uh, a brain tumor. Right. But you know, you want a scary ghost story, which isn't scary to me because I loved it, but. She tried for so long to get my attention, and the the first night you took it was like a horror movie because I was it was <laughs> August, and I was sitting in my living room, and I was reading S Stephen King's Bag of Bones. Oh my god! <laughs> and all of a sudden, like the room got ice cold. Yeah, and I knew that it was her, but I didn't know how to talk to her at then. You know, I didn't that know. Movie, yeah. I'd never. I've I've had little encounters with ghosts, but I didn't. Not no. to communicate, really. You know, and it was like, I know that you're here. Just tell me what you need. And it took about six months. But then the next thing that started happening was, you know, Ernie started saying, I feel great. 
<laughs> it was like, you know, my husband's like, you're crazy. You're cr-. And then one night, you know, it was talking and everybody could hear it. And I was, I had the batteries and I was like, all right, am I crazy now? Yeah, right. who's so, crazy now? So, yeah. But I, you know, that's one of the first things that spirits learn to manipulate is electricity. Yep. Yes, how are. many have, how many clients have you had that say, you know, like two days after someone passes away, they get a call on their cell phone. Oh, mm-hmm. so oh, many times. I mean, yeah. yeah, answering machines. You know, somebody answering must machines. have hit it by mistake or whatever. But There was a you know. family that um, the father had died suddenly of a heart attack and um, they were all missing it. And the wife refused to, like, unplug his phone after right. he had died. So she kept it charged. So they were sitting in one of the grandson's, like, Christmas shows and the one grandson looked down at his phone, and he was getting a phone call from the grandfather. Oh. And he like started showing it to the to his grandmother. And when they answered it, it was static, but they could clearly hear the grandfather say hello, hello, and then wow. you know, then he lost connection. So well, even when I've gone back, it was a few years later to the house. She keeps that phone charged. Oh so it's gosh. exactly what you said. Um, phone calls from heaven, right? And then I I I. Right around this time of year, actually, I worked on a a case and it was um, a murder. Mm -hmm. And I came home and Sarah was still little and I had the playroom set up outside our bedroom. Mm -hmm. And um, I couldn't sleep that night, could not sleep at all. And, um, you know, then Nick, my now my ex-husband, he was keeping me awake. So I said, you got to go in the other room. You're snoring too much. So he goes (laughs) in the other room and I'm trying to fall asleep. And as soon as he left the room... Sarah's toys started turning on one at a time. So the first thing that came on was like a Fisher Price stove and it was like sizzling bacon and then it stopped. And then you could understand if it was the same toy, anybody Mm -hmm. that's had kids, or if it was over and over again, it was the same thing because that means the battery's dying. But it didn't. It switched to another toy. The next toy was a Weeble Ferris wheel. So you hear, (laughs) (laughs) then it stopped. I'm laying there in bed and I'm like, okay, okay, go back to sleep. And the last thing that went off, I can't, there was something else that went off and I can't remember what it was. The last thing that went off was in her toy box and it was a phone. It was a princess phone. Mm-hmm. And you hear, bling, bling. And then you hear, hello, hello. Is anybody home? And I was like, screw this. <laughs> <I'm outta laughs> I got up and I left the room because I knew something was in the house. Yeah. You know, but for me, it was that whole experience, especially with, what was his name? Sleeping Ernie or whatever. <laughs> you Ernie. know, and then finally being able to make contact. And one of my family members was like, well, why did she come to you and not me? And I thought about that for a really long time. And then I realized that's it. I listened and I wasn't afraid. Right. I think the not being afraid was key. So, you know, when people have these experiences, maybe they shouldn't freak out. They should mm. yeah. realize Remain fearless. that it's, it's <laughs> it, it, chances are it's someone that loves you that is like for me. Working real hard to The experiences through. that I've had like with my loved ones after they've died. Mm-hmm. A lot of people think, you know, wonder if there's a place that we go after we die. And I feel like like the movie Ghost. Like That's I am the most so accurate movie. Fortunate to have had those experiences because I don't have to wonder. I know with certainty mm-hmm. that my loved ones continue to go on. Ditto. That they're in a good place, that they're waiting for me. You know, my my niece said this was after she passed. She said it seems like a really long time to you cuz you're there, but it's really quick here. Mm-hmm. You right, so. they don't have that time. And that's why we choose these lives. And that's a good idea to go down and have this life. You know, it makes sense up there that we're in right. this life that feels like an eternity. It's like, what the hell was I thinking? 
What Dreams May Come by Robin oh Williams. I mean, that's a great movie to watch. Oh, that's Ironic amazing. that Robin Williams, you know. I know. I just didn't like the, the, the hell part of that where the heads were, I don't know if it was hell, but it was kind of horrible, through. but it was that, that. It was and that so but that oh, purgatory. do you know that was from a shamanic perspective mm. yeah to me that was very meaningful because i believe that we were designed that you know we're going to fragment we're going to lose mm-hmm. we're going to lose bits of ourselves Absolutely. but our our loved ones will come and find us no matter where you know that i think that was our initial design right. that's why you know when people start learning shamanism they'll say well why did my soul leave right when i was having this well it left be- to protect you, yeah, absolutely. You know, and but at, at one point breaker. we we that wouldn't have concerned us because our community would have come and found us and kept us whole. And put it back, yeah. yeah. So, so that part, I know that that seems creepy to a lot of people, mm-hmm. but from a as a shamanic practitioner, like I kind of liked that. Because but I and like I say, we choose our heaven, and that's kind of the, the mm-hmm. a lot of the what the movie is. When we cross over, we choose where we want to go. I can't say that everybody is going to show that. Or that other psychics see it that way. I can I only tell you what they mm-hmm. show me, and they'll show me. You know, it could be Delaware Avenue, and they're going yeah. to St. James Church, and they're you know eleven years old, and you know they're going to serve mass, and that's their. Heaven. Or they live in the the two family home. Or their and, families, their heaven, and they're right, and their family, and their current family is their heaven. So it's another reason why this time of year, any time of year, but this time of year especially, to honor them. And put out plates for them or settings for them and invite them basically oh, that's so to dinner. It's so important to leave the, the plate out for right. loved ones. Yeah. I probably drive you guys crazy with the books, but another really good one to read is The Unfortunate Book of the Dead because oh, it yeah. outlines the steps I think I that, you, that. It, that you. I used to give it to people in lieu of flowers, but then it creeped some people out because <laughs> not everybody is like I am, you know? But it does, it tells you how you can continue to help your loved ones after they pass Mm -hmm. but it gives you the steps so you know you've got that what dreams may come Mm -hmm. part you've got uh you've got a chance to kind of review your life and see where you went wrong and you know what 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 lessons you still need and then you can then you can go to this place you know until you're ready to um maybe try it again try it again (laughs) Yeah. yeah we judge ourselves i think a lot of people think that there's like you know some big great power saying you know you're bad you're going to be punished but i in my experience when i've you know connected with the folks on the other side it's, it's a self-judgment and it's a you know life review and what you put out comes back to you tenfold and right that does i you know with the hospice work i've done i've kind of coattailed along sometimes i go a little ways through not sure if i'm supposed to but i find myself there and then hand them off and then head back and uh, there's definitely a, a life review going on but I find that they're judging themselves because and their oversoul knows what it needs you know and the going the little bit of a way is kind of kind because part of the reason why people do get stuck is because they're afraid there's not going to be anybody oh. there that they're going to mm. be alone so nobody's ever alone nobody oh. nobody dies alone nobody. that's right there's angels there's your companion you know I with my house a lot of that lately by the way we've been talking about um, and I didn't mean to interrupt, um, but people saying that um, their family, as they were ready to pass, was talking to somebody in the room, mm-hmm. um, seeing somebody yep. over in the corner of the room, saying saying to the daughter, 
who's that man sitting yeah. over there? Mm-hmm. And um, I think that that, because so of the work important. we do, we're so used to this. Like, it's textbook. Yeah, it's like, that oh, they, that's so, Uncle yeah. so-and-so come through. Right. That Or it's, it's um, you know, an, an angel. angel. Somebody that they wouldn't know, but they're coming to get them, that your family is being taken care of. They're not in stress. You're not, in distress, right. but they're not in distress. I always say, you know, when I hear people, my one of my least favorite sayings that I hear is, oh, you're born alone, you die alone. And I'm like, that's when you're the least alone. Because when you're being born... You're being handed through from your loved ones on the other side to the family that you're being born to. And then when you have you, you pass out of your body, which is just birth and reverse, you're leaving a group and going to a group. And there's always someone to, to bring you through. And I think fear is what gets people stuck. Right. Fear is why you get some earthbound spirits. Yeah. But I I can't say how much I, I love the hospice reiki and being, being able to be an end-of-life doula in right. a sense. Right. It's an amazing experience. So, D. Scott, do you have any questions about um, the holidays and, and Krampus? <laughs> I depressed and, him. So do you think um, St. Nick or Krampus will be visiting you? Yeah, which one? <laughs> I know. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> He's a big softie. He is. I do, I do know that, like, because the last time, I think you broke our microphone. <laughs> I did not break the microphone. Our microphone went limp. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, the last time Barb was here, I... Was not in the studio. Oh, that's right. That's when we had to. I I had something. We had going to save on. ourselves. Yeah, yeah, I like left you guys alone. I was like, all right, good luck. <laughs> and I recorded but the steps. Of sitting here do. listening to you talk, and this has nothing to do with anything that you guys talked about in Krampus. You have one of the most soothing voices. Doesn't I have she? Ever heard. She does. Honest, Me? honest. Yeah, you. Yes. Not them. I know these two. I, yeah, we're not soothing at all. <laughs> no, but you, you are, you are very, very soothing voice you should I, do like bedtime stories like a bedtime story podcast <laughs> yeah just I'll, read bedtime oh, stories. i'll do it in my spare time michelle exactly <laughs> there you go i'm sure d scott will help you out with that yeah exactly. yeah sure no i'll just sit here and yeah just record <laughs> the, he'll be unconscious <laughs> but no and so so santa doesn't ride alone is that what you're telling me like he has well, like helpers so yeah we all know santa has helpers he's That's got you know, reindeer like, he's got was, elves i mean yeah i know the so flying, for these the guys reindeer for these for for these cultures and these traditions no it's santa and whatever there was like a gang whichever well there wouldn't be a thugs. gang there would be two okay. and depending on what country you lived in like you know like What's a counterpart of your name in another language, Michelle? You know, so uh, yeah. so you know he's got his English name and mm-hmm. then his Dutch name or his French name Deri- or his derivative. Italian name or yeah. Okay. So there, that would be two Santa Claus who would reward or Saint Nicholas or whatever yeah. mm-hmm. who would reward the good kids and then you know Krampus or Black Pete or whoever would kind of whack the bad ones or <laughs> put them in a sack and take them to Spain. So <laughs> Sounds like Take them to Spain. Or if you live in the capital region, it's like having a trip to Cohos. We're going to get a lot of complaints about that one. Now. That's yeah. all right. Listen, if people in Cohos don't know that Cohos sucks. I love <laughs> Stop it. Don't listen to them, Cohos. I love them. <laughs> Mm-mm. I love Cajos. You know, I don't like to say stuff unless I can remember the sources, and I don't remember the source of this. But do you know that Admiral Byrd really chronicled right talking to some little people at the North Pole? Really? So there's some some people that say that they were aliens, but there's some people that say they were elves. It was he found Santa's castle. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And they don't because he, his work was so well respected that like they was left that never part out. yeah, they left that out. 
that wasn't published. Oh. So I, I didn't, that wasn't a Google search. That was something I read in a book somewhere and I don't remember what it was, but oh. I just always thought that that was really interesting. Now I'll have to go home and yeah, do a Google it, search, see if I can read it. Right, now you can find it and we'll put it up there. Do yeah. you have any final questions or thoughts? I don't think so. I think I asked all the Michelle, questions. you're having a good hair day. Oh, I am. Thank yeah, you. It looks lovely. Right on I, you know, I, know, I think I was I know, like, right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I was sitting here like this ADHD. all day. Go I ahead. I, um, I just, yeah, I, I just wanted uh, us to really go over the depth of Christmas. And I think that, I think we did that. I just feel like we skate over it and it's just such a, you know, hallmark holiday and just, just showing the depth and the diversity and the, you know, the heart of the holiday season. And, and it is, it, that's what it is. It's the heart. Like I mm. do, I read, I read Dickens, A Christmas mm. Carol, every year, mm. and then this year I had the companion, the Jacob Marley story, but it just reminds, re, and it's not, it's timeless, you know, it's right. timeless. We get so caught up and obsessed with, you know, our our, and and then there are there are, there's nothing wrong with making money. There really isn't, um, you know. But there's but some people share. that make it just for this the sake of it, and and they don't share it, and they don't. You know, and they and although they may have everything, they're lonely. They have nothing. Yeah, but nobody gets up at a eulogy and says, "Wow, he made a shitload of money." They talk about with the you. depth or the good of the person. That's what they talk about at the end of your life. Not mm-hmm. to say that that's where you want it to be remembered, but that's if whatever you're focused on, you know, that's where your energy is going. So, why that's, are you laughing at me? Because my aunt Ada want to know my goal. Yes. In life. Yes. My aunt Ada was ninety years old. And her 90th birthday party was uh, at the big Presbyterian church in Albany. And what's his name? He was in my Rotary Club. He was kind of well-known. I can't think of his name. But he started, let me call you, let me call you sweetheart. There was oh. like 100 people at, at that birthday party in that room, and they all sang, let, let me call you sweetheart. I'm in sweetheart. love with you. And I thought, that's what I want. That's my mm. goal. I want to be 90 years old and have 100 people. Sing that song to me. Yeah. Oh, that's so. beautiful. No, but yeah. I can't no. think of who it was. And he's passed away now, like a lot of the guys in my Rotary Club. Oh, <laughs> oh Any last thoughts? Merry Christmas, everyone. Oh, oh Merry Christmas, Barb. <laughs> thank you so much, Barb, for coming on again. And I know we'll have you back, but thank you for coming on. I love this talk. Um, because this is kind of an unexpected. And I want to remind everybody again about... I need to apologize to co-hosts. Apologize to co-hosts. I'm sorry. Merry Christmas, co-hosts. He doesn't mean it. (laughs) And Krampus is coming for him because of what he just said. (laughs) (laughs) Krampus is going to get him for that. Um, Again, I want to remind everybody, we had on earlier Darcy and Bridget for the Spirit of Christmas. It is this Saturday, Mm -hmm. December 14th. It is the 13th annual uh, Spirit of Christmas. And guys, you will have a wonderful time at Molly O'Brien's. Is that Molly O'Burn? Molly O'Burn's, excuse me. Molly O'Burn. Um, so you want to make sure if this is one thing you this year you want to get a part of, you want to be a part of this. It gives to a lot of charities um, and it's a feel good, fun event. Four to eight, did they say? Four to eight, yep. Okay. So, um, and thank you guys again, Michelle. Thank for being you, amazing. And again, Shucks. Barb, thanks for being on. And thanks so much, D. Scott, for being D. Scott. Thank you, guys. Thanks, everybody. Make Merry sure you Christmas. listen to us, share us, subscribe, and um, we will talk to you next time. Ciao.